Okay, we're ready. We're live. We're recording. Let's go. Let's go, man. Why are you wasting my time, bro? What's wasting your time? Nothing. It's just oh. how Ottawa guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> wasting my time. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, well, welcome to our first annual um, birthday pod day. You know how to do it. There's no way I can commit to doing this every year. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, we'll, man. we'll switch back and forth. We'll switch back and forth. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, we'll rotate. <laughs> oh, um, but happy birthday, motherfucker. Oh, cheers, man. It's been one of, it's a wild day, bro. I've lo- I've loved today. It's one of those like strange things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I think it's important to take the day to celebrate, you know, and enjoy yourself. I think you did that, man. Low key. <laughs> high key. High key. <laughs> <laughs> high I don't key. know if it was intentional uh, or not, but like from from what you were saying earlier, I was like, okay, like yeah. you definitely made a point to kind of just give yeah. yourself that, you know. Yeah. I think that's so important. Man. No, I felt like I felt like it was as well, man. So, but I'm I'm grateful for for you guys, man. It's been it's been a good time, and it's nice that we're closing it off with a nice uh, emergency recording of two takes in a pod, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, ended, sir. Ended doing something that I love, so it's a good, it's a good one. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's a yeah. beautiful thing. Um, do you have any words of wisdom? I know you're probably all worded Podcasting, out, man. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I know you're already worded out, probably. Bro, but man. do you have any words of wisdom? You know that you feel like that you've come into on this, um, you know, this twenty uh, eighth year of your uh, life. Yeah, man. Um, staying school kids don't do drugs um i think those those don't two... do illegal drugs <laughs> now we can talk about the legality and the ability of the state to you know anyway right. let's not do that i'm not, I'm not smart enough <laughs> yeah no no yeah we'll leave that for the professionals words of wisdom i'm st- i'm gonna stick to the same shit man mm-hmm. you know um take stock mm-hmm. pause take stock count your victories uh and then you know get ready for the next battle you know, we go again. Straight up. I think it's a combination of like where my head's been going and just like the last dance. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like I was like, all right, nice. We got four. Okay, that's cool. Nice. That's four rings. Okay, that's nice. Okay, when are we going to go get our fifth? Yeah, we got to go get five. You know? And that means you're starting um, again. But they never didn't celebrate, you know? They they always celebrated it. They always acknowledged that, yeah, yeah, we're champs. Exactly. And then like at the end of it, it was like, okay. Let's go again. Right. They always came back hungry. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that'll be my words of wisdom for now. So stay hungry. Stay, stay. Celebrate and stay hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like eat a full dinner and then stay hungry. All right. Straight up, man. No, I think I think that's 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 surreal and that's important. And I, and I really feel like, you know, you're definitely keeping that energy. Um, you know, whatever little, like in, in many little ways, actually, like kind of just like pushing forward, kind of taking stuff, stock of like what we've done well. Um, not just you, but also like, I guess we as a podcast and mm. at Yawa as well. Um, I think it's just really been commendable, man. So props to you for kind of holding it down, um, you know, through sickness and health. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> right. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, so I, I just want to commend you like for, like what you've been able to do, um, being able to just keep having that life and keep pushing forward. And that's not easy. Um, and I think all of us appreciate you for it, man, for real. Great. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. From Yawa, this is Two Takes on the Pod. Hello, welcome. welcome to another episode of Two Takes on the Pod, guys. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. This episode, this ep- what are we talking about? We're talking about building. Um, 
you know the one I had this in my head, and I, it was it was supposed to be a funny joke, but then I realized that it was maybe be funny to me, and yeah, see, and, and nobody else. Oh, you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. Shoot, <laughs> bro, I hate ESPN for what they've done to us. <laughs> for what they've done to us right now, man. there all the time now. It's crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it's probably it's about women liking uh, Bob the Builder ass niggas. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Because you're like you, the the article you said was like it's time to build. I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about building, and like this is based off a size idea where he uh, he sent this piece by Mark Andreessen, who is yeah. uh, a venture capitalist mm-hmm. of one of the biggest venture capitalist firms like to ever exist, Andreessen Horowitz. Uh, if you don't know about them, just read about them. They're sensational. And read Ben Horowitz's book. It's uh, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. It's mm-hmm. a great book. It's about you know setting yourself up and framing your mind to take on the challenging things that you have in your life. And it varies from like you know firing people to you know doing the next shit in your career. Like it's it's a really good book all around. Which I, I don't think I summarized well. Anyway, no, um, kind of to the main. Mark Andreessen's piece is called "It's Time to Build," um, and his central premise is that you know, given the coronavirus crisis. Oh, I said it—the magic world, coronavirus. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> How long did we get in the episode? <laughs> uh, yeah, expect more. Yeah, did you forget that we're in a crisis? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's basically about like you know the crisis and what it's forcing um, us to to like how it's forcing us to rethink where we are right. and obviously because he's american he has a very american lens on it he talks about the american government their infrastructure system the priorities of the people from a political standpoint but like as i was reading it sort of like what i took from it the central like arguments from it mm-hmm. were just about the importance of like while it, one it feels like a panic right now and he says this for what we failed to plan for. Like, we failed to prepare, you know? Right. Um, And, like, most of the time when you're super anxious in your life, it's probably around planning and, like, a level of uncertainty that you have for the future because either you, you know, either it's out of your hands or you just it was in your hands and you didn't plan well enough. Right, and it feels uncertain. Exactly. Um, So the central premise was, like, you know, it's time for us to take a look at why, one, we're so afraid right now. What were the things that we should have done that we didn't do uh, and then uh, as a society how can we begin to do them now that was kind of like the th- through line through the piece uh, would you would you say that yeah accurate? no i think i agree for the most part i mean so for me like i i like you like you said like you made a lot of references to the u.s in the article um but the, at the same time i was just thinking like uh this hit everybody you know, so the the, U, the U.S. is facing their own specific problem that he talks about. But when I think about everywhere else, I think everybody else got hit by this in the same capacity. People's economies are kind of thrown in the loop and everybody's trying to figure out what to do next, how to survive, how long this is going to take, you know. And essentially, his argument is that, you know, it's time to build. It's time to try and start or to, it's time to rebuild to think about what we're doing moving forward in a new different way, new different light. And I think that's kind of the conversation we're trying to explore today. Right? Like it's it's um is that completely accurate? Um are we going to a little bit of some of his arguments? I think we're planning to go to some of his arguments and kind of figure out whether you kind of I fall on the side of it or not, even though I do agree with the general premise. 
Oh, I love that. I love the general premise. So, okay, so what was one of the things from the from his article that you thought was interesting or that you wanted to challenge? Um, something that was interesting to me was um, just like the idea that like we need to want to do this. Mm-hmm. So there's something he said. Like he said like um, the problem is inertia. We need to want to do this more than we want to prevent this happening, right? And and the idea of that is like now that we know it's happened. We are all trying to figure out how to stop the bleeding, how to patch it up, how to kind of get back to what we would have called normal, yeah. as opposed to knowing, you know, being aware of certain things like this coming. Like Bill Gates basically said, "Hey, the biggest threat." Like I don't know if it was a year ago that whole that video that was going, ago, yeah. yeah. So it was like five years Crazy. ago where that that uh, where he basically says the biggest threat to humanity is really not like a nuclear war. It's or a anything. pandemic. It's yeah. a pandemic, and then right? they did shit all. Actually, that's a perfect example. Let's let's talk about that. Right. So okay, so Bill Gates many years ago funds a thing that says, "Hey, listen, um, everybody is woefully unprepared for a pandemic, right? If if there was going to be." A, vi- a viral incident, right? Like none of the governments, none of our systems, none of our structures right now are prepared to withstand that. Cool. After the Obama administration took that information in, they transitioned out and they said to the Trump administration, hey, yeah, like there's this thing that this guy's done. Mm-hmm. Like we need to be fucking prepared because we're not. And there's this, here's the data to show that we're not. Right. And what does the Trump administration do? They fire half of the, like, Right. Break it up, yeah, because you, you know it has Obama on it. You know? Yeah, it doesn't um, like anything with Obama on it. I, I mean, it may have not to do with Obama, but it's also like just it the did. the unwillingness to like look the data in the face and do something about it. And I think that's what Andreessen was talking about, like in his writing, where it's like, where it's like you have to want to, right? So look at the information, and then you have to want, like you have to place this as a priority, like preparedness right. for something like this for a government as powerful as the US, United States government should be like number one. Yeah, they they're, they should be in the best position to be able exactly. to deal with this issue. Um, And, you know, if I can take that micro, right, if I take that look at our personal lives, because I think that's how you were trying to connect it, right? Like, okay, cool. Um, Andreessen's talking about governments and societal systems and shit. But in our personal lives too, like, what areas have you looked at your life and you thought, oh, man, I did not prepare. I wasn't mm-hmm. building. And mm-hmm. you have to really want to take those things seriously now, which mm-hmm. is kind of what he's saying, right? Like, you, you kind of know that this stuff might be important, but you, you, yeah, you, like, you, you have the resources to fix them. You have the time to be prepared for them, but mm-hmm. you just you choose not to because you place a priority on other things. Right. Um, and Adrizin was, was, was smart in calling that out and saying, like, you know what, healthcare, education, these are, these are, well, it goes into education in a different way, but healthcare specifically, right? He talks, he names them. United States doesn't have enough masks, ventilators, mm-hmm. all of these things. Right. That um, New York State had to borrow yeah. ponchos to basically use exactly. overalls. Um, and it's not like they couldn't have had these things. Um, another thing that was included, by the way, in that Bill Gates report was that they were under, like they had, they were understocked. For right. ventilators, right? By some ridiculous number too. It wasn't even close to what they were understocked by, mm-hmm. and they just didn't do anything about it, right? For four years, right? <laughs> you know, because yeah, it's not a priority. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, and I think I'm rambled on. I'm rambling on now for a bit, but yeah, that's. I think that's that's one of the things that was interesting to me. The will, yeah. You know, like where does the will come from? It's about re re reprioritizing your values, re- reprioritizing your. 
right your, well, what you think is important absolutely like you know i think one of the things that really also kind of like messed with me is so it's just like a lot of these things are already struggling they're already failing right like so if you think about it like their their healthcare um already has issues right like people are paying obscene amount if they have a pre-existing condition mm-hmm. and all those things so now this thing shows up attacking people <laughs> with pre-existing conditions it's that the same most, vulnerable right? the same like- existing <laughs> thing and it, it's not even click like that is that's part of the problem right mm. they knew it was an issue before this thing has just come in and, it, and has exacerbated that problem it's kind of like what you're saying we're like um you've been trying to figure things out on uh, let's say if you make it personal for us you're trying to figure things out for yourself and then this happens and you realize okay that thing I wanted to figure out was kind of important, or that thing I thought was a big deal doesn't really matter anymore. Does not matter, right? Yeah. Right, and then I think this is one of the things where it shows a gaping hole. And again, for me, like I think why we're using the U.S. is because like the U.S. has always been like the standard of excellence in terms of how they've figured everything out, how they've gotten everything done, and we are seeing them struggle now. And we can say what we want about what and how they kind of led them to this point, but the fact of the matter is that. If the U.S. is in this position, chances are many other countries are in it too. Nobody really gets to, you know, I'm not going to say nobody, maybe like South Korea, maybe China that's had their whole thing taken care of now. They're, that's a different conversation. But like everybody has to be thinking about this right now. Like nobody's exempt. How are you rebuilding? How has this affected your business? Your business flourishing? Great. How are you giving back? How are you actually helping society with whatever it is you're doing if you were fine? You know, because when I think about the idea of it's time to build or time it's time to rebuild, the idea is that we need to go into the future thinking about much more than just profit. We need to think go into the future thinking much more about just the bottom line or making sure our investors are happy. Hmm. There is a there is a real value right now in the common good. There's a real value right now if as many people are as educated as possible and can fend for themselves, mm-hmm. right? There's, there's, there's a real value in the fact that, like, if we have a robust and strong healthcare system, our economy is not going to go into a free fall, mm. right? Like, there are a lot of these things where it's, like, it's clear now that, like, okay, this is important. It doesn't mean, like, capitalism hasn't gotten us here because I think that's a lot, you know, I've personally had, like, some criticisms of <laughs> that as a political, stru- uh, as a system. I don't know how I'll call it yeah let's just go with the system right yeah. like a, yeah, yeah. Be, you're good. the system right so the way it works right now yes there's way like there's an incentive for us uh for the individual to basically be successful um with the governments we have they are in place to basically keep capitalism in check really mm-hmm. and help the common person deal with that and i feel like that's failing right now mm-hmm. that's the reason why we have the gaps that we're seeing right mm-hmm. and it's literally just hit the u.s Right, but every other emerging country or every other developing country knows exactly what the fuck we are talking about, mm. right? Because they've been through some shit. Maybe because of the U.S., that's a, another know, conversation. But it, those are hitting them but, too. But right? yeah, I'm, I'm saying that like they've already they've seen the struggle without necessarily a crisis. You know, now the crisis is coming and compounding on whatever that issue is, mm. where the U.S. has kind of been able to exist in this pseudo. In, in this in this environment without really acknowledging the issues that we have mm-hmm. like now this has happened boom 25 million people in unemployment mm. you understand what i'm saying it, it's it's telling us that like the foundation wasn't strong no not at all yeah you know? and that's the yeah foundation wasn't strong at all i think is huge they very very much implied in what he's saying what do you think about this concept where he talks about like the things we build in huge quantities, mm-hmm. they drop rapidly in price. 
and that concept i think is, is that's like straight whoops. foundational right like it's like, like if you proliferate healthcare healthcare is going to be cheap exactly right like if you know what i mean if there's seven hospitals in your 250,000 town people a uh, people town right like right. it's not going to be a problem to get a doctor um right. and it's like when you think about it that way it's like well yeah you you choose to put energy into the things that you build exactly um and i want to think more about okay what's really priced high right now Mm -hmm. that is scarce Mm -hmm. that we can double down on and do more of that will bring the value down that's a question now that's in my mind i have no idea what one example of that could be let me think Hmm. so what basically is priced at a high value right now that needs to be calmed down to essentially reach the people. So that means that this thing is priced highly in value, but it's also useful to the public. Yeah. That's a that's a weird intersection. Yeah. Healthcare and education are probably the obvious things in those two edu- things, right? Like, I mean, I've read a lot about the education sector just being... Mm-hmm. We're going to face some real challenges over the next little while, right? Because education right now is very expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you have... Um, there are already, I guess, lots of schools, but there's lots of schools... Um, they don't maybe receive the kind of like attention or mm-hmm. any kind of social recognition as other schools. And so support, therefore right. the value of that stuff goes high. Mm-hmm. But that's an example of that. I think that falls in there. Like if we are able to build strong, valuable, respectable institutions, institutions yeah. plentiful, right. then the, the average price will come down, right? Like that Absolutely. concept still well, applies, right? Exactly. I, right. I totally how agree. Many schools are in, how many big major schools in Canada? Maybe seven, eight that you think are like big, big, big. Right. What if that number was 32? Right. Absolutely. Because then like everybody can compete. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these people are one, not only able to innovate more because they're in a better position and equipped to do that. But there also are more people that are available to work and actually do what you need to get done. And people can actually do these highly skilled labors that basically allow your economy to function when everything else is shutting down. Yeah. Right. That's Um, a crazy concept. I really like that. Yeah, like the like the. So when we're talking about thing, what about housing? What do you think about housing? Because it seems like yeah, but there's a lot of building. Yeah, but it seems like the only building for a certain price point. Well, that's not that's not um. So when he says we build right, and I think this might tie to the next thing, right? Like, you know, a lot of the stuff is we as um. There's the private and then there's public markets, right? Mm -hmm. Then the public is doing building. It's for the public good. So if you're saying if there's more public housing, mm-hmm. then there's obviously more affordable housing for more people. So that concept will still apply, right? The, the more things we build, right. the, the lower the price drops. So, uh, you know, let's talk about the city of Toronto. Mm-hmm. This is the city of Toronto heavily invested in public housing the way it should be? No, it's not. And so uh, right now, the building that you're seeing in Toronto isn't happening by the public, Right by the government, it's by contractors and you know builders getting special permits to build condos, and that's not the kind of building that will lower pricing, right? Because it's not for the public good. Right, it's crony capitalism. Well, not really crony, but it's 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 um like crony would imply like maybe that's a whole other thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's like it's just it's it's not building for the right people the right. people that need it you know what i mean right and mm-hmm. honestly you know maybe crony capitalism is exaggeration I, i'm just using that to like i want to make it look bad <laughs> i want to make it look as bad agenda. As, yeah, yeah i want to make it look as bad as it feels because mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's true they're just building for private profit and everything but like the government is aware of what they're doing mm-hmm. they're doing it and they know that like people can afford to do this 
You understand what I'm saying? So you, it's it's almost like everybody's watching this get bad because it makes this person money. You understand what I'm saying? If there's no incentive, like even now, there's no real incentive to say, hey, by the government to say, hey, um, no, you guys can't do that. You, you guys kind of have to work towards this price point and then maybe we can give you some encouragement here or something. There is no, like, when you say they need to want to do something, right, it's not just the corporations that are going to need, like, that need to want to do it. Like, they need to want to make money. That's, that's how they feel, right? Mm-hmm. It's the government that needs to kind of step in and say, I know you want to do this, but this is how we're going to make you do this for everybody and it's still profitable. And I feel like that's not necessarily happening because of the whole crony, like just because some hands are getting shaked and it's basically better for everybody right now if this works this way. But uh, yeah, I, I think for me, essentially, it's just like if you keep building or if you keep trying to find ways to build things that are actually for people, like, again, it's not just to build for building's sake. Um, one of the things he talks about in the article is basically um, if you if what you're doing right now isn't building for or helping build something for somebody else, for the general public or for the future, you should really think about, you know, where what you're doing. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Because we basically need all hands on deck. And obviously, like, again, we know there are people that are artists that you know in creative fields that aren't necessarily quote unquote building. Um, but like at the same time, I think that philosophy can still apply in terms of the message to your. I think it to... definitely still applies. Right. Um. The, yeah. The way he like he lands quite softly on the piece where he talks about like, you know, every step of the way. Um, you should be asking the question like, what are you building? Um, and it's definitely not limited to just like the financial sector or to sectors that, right now traditionally we consider important. I think if it, at a moment like this, the arts is super important. Absolutely. Right? Because the arts help people deal. They help people process. So if you're in the arts, I think it's a valid question to ask, like, what are you building? Exactly. Um, You know, how are... And uh, he also talks about if you're not building directly, how are you helping other people to build? Um, How are you teaching people to build? What are you doing in your your life that is putting shit together for... The the, future or for the public. Right? Um, So... Yeah, and no, I think it's definitely um, a valid question in in whatever sector that you're in, and I I really liked the what this the question this sparked in my mind really. Um, you know, when he when he writes it, he's definitely writing about the American situation, but you can take it and you can cut it across. You know, on a micro level, your individual life, you can talk about. You know, if you're super into Canadian politics, you can talk about like what we're doing. Canada as a nation as well, right? Across right. Every, like that shit could apply to us. We we have our own absolutely. What are they doing too, in right? these reserves? Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> what are they doing in the Indian reserves right now? Lots lots of things. Right. Um and and yeah, so that's 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 kind of me. Like I don't really have a trying to say I don't have a judgment. Um, I definitely don't have a judgment. I, I I do think that it sparks an interesting question. Um, and I think that. If we're trying to answer the question, it's just all about like opening your eyes and looking. Because I do think that there are lots of people who are building and who are responding appropriately. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, if we're going to make this micro level and look at like our community and look at the people around us, like the people who I've seen who are affected by this stuff are not just like taking it, or just not just sitting and taking it. You right. know that? Nah, nah. People are up and they're fighting and they're looking for ways to survive. And like, there's way they're, they're building. Right. Like right. they're answering his question. Like, we are, no, we're still trying to build. Absolutely. Um, and so, 
I, I thought it was great that that um that you brought this up because it was great like positioning from a mindset perspective. Mm-hmm. And then when I look at the world that's around me, I'm like, yeah, no, I do see people that are yeah. responding appropriately and are doing like, you know, I think what they need to do to get through this time and then to be set for the future. Right. Um, where I think I personally might need to do more work and maybe like look around is like around the ideology around like I say ideology, but he also warns against it in his thing. But um, I mean more so like the mindset of like wanting to. Right. Because like you really have to want it because it gets hard to build. Like building is not easy. Mm -hmm. Right. Building is not easy. So you will have you have to want it at the beginning. You can't just build because like someone is telling you to or because it seems like the easy thing to do or whatever, because it's difficult. So you have to when you want it at the beginning, when it gets tough in the middle, you're kind of you've got your why you're motivated. Um, Absolutely. But that's key. Yeah. Right. But I think that's kind of like where my mindset needs to like needs work or or like I need some more like, OK, let me look around and see who who has their wife figured out and what they're talking about. I'm mm-hmm. like, pay, tune into that. Right. Um, I'm definitely yeah. I'm definitely of the opinion that like, you know, I think I, I think the first the first step is really looking for the why. If mm-hmm. you're looking for the why, you're already on the right track in my I guess my opinion, um, just simply because like you're looking for the truth. You're looking for the answers for yourself. And that's going to be something you soak up in as a part of just being a, a human, soaking up what's going on, but also looking within yourself, right? Because um, like you said, like you have to want to build. And the building is, is it, it's, I think it's been made clearer now. Like now I don't think people should have as much of an excuse as they had before. So for example, all these, um, you know, the education system, for example, like they've been doing research for like 50 years. That was the last real innovation. He, p- he points out an article that had been made, which was like Montessori. Mm-hmm. That was the last innovation in education that we know, like we really know of. Mm-hmm. And nothing has happened 50 years since. You know what I mean? We've had technology, we've had computers, we had like all of these things are available. But for some reason, there hasn't been any effort or interest in distributing that to the world. And now, that means for capitalistic reasons, but that's a different conversation. So for me, it's just like when I think about these things and it's like, when you ask yourself, why? Why, why am I doing this? What what am I doing this for? And how am I making an impact? I think ultimately, it kind of leads me to, um, you know, who am I? And what, what do I feel like I can do best for people? Mm. What do I feel... Um, where do I feel like I can help? Where can I start helping? Forget, I'm not the best. Forget forget being the best. I'm not perfect. You understand what I'm saying? Mm. But again, it's it's kind of like the verses of like, I want to do something. Am I in the best position to do it? And should that stop me? Mm. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? It probably shouldn't. Definitely shouldn't. You understand, what I'm, yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Like, if you want to do something and you know it's for the right reasons, I think you should go ahead and Shoot do that it. Shot, right? And honestly, like... yeah. You know, the reason why I feel like this needed to be just like we I wanted to kind of talk about it. So I just kept thinking when I I read the article, it's just like like really though, what are we trying like what are we trying to build? What am I trying to build in my life? And how am I trying to have an impact in full stop? You know, and you know, and now I'm thinking about it with different people. So you were talking about how different people have been fighting and picking things up with their bootstraps and working hard. And I love that. That's really just been keeping me going. But what I now think about is like is the environment set up to support them in doing that, right? Like, mm-hmm. so if you're in somewhere like Canada, to some extent, you can see that, you know, that there's some support and things like that. Um, in other countries um, that aren't necessarily as developed, 
you know, for example, in Nigeria, are people having that opportunity to do the same? Are people having that opportunity to do it in Ghana? Are people having that opportunity to do it in Kenya, like in Ethiopia? Like, how is it affecting these communities then? Mm. You know, because ultimately, I think that's where we need this kind of thinking the most. These guys already build, I should say these guys, sounds horrible. (laughs) <laughs> but 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 what I'm really saying is that out here in the Western world, mm. um, they're significantly more advanced than most of the rest of the world, and uh, as a result of that, they're they're already in a better position to be able to deal with this coronavirus, right? That is evidence of the the uh, previous work that you know we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. right? Um, so for us, I think uh, uh, as as an as a Nigerian, I'm basically seeing how things kind of go there. What I've noticed is that we are, we, we subscribe to capitalism for sure, yeah. right? But it's really more for self, um, for the most part. And you know, on the government side, and also on the financial and you know uh, entrepreneurship side. So for me, my hope is that we start to see that there is real value in making sure that everybody is in a position to support themselves. Everybody's in a position to build because yeah. that's one less person you have to build for. Absolutely. You know? Teach a man to fish, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, that's dope, man. Uh, I've got nothing else to add on this. I think you've hit everything. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we just kind of wanted to get back at you and talk a little bit about where your head's at in regards to, you know, strapping yourself up by your bootstraps. I don't know if I said that right. Um, yeah that's 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 republican propaganda (laughs) is that that what that is (laughs) yeah um yeah just working and like seeing where you're seeing where you're at and trying to build for the future and trying to help help the next man be self-sufficient um i'm super black excellence what's up exactly Uh, i'm super interested in in hearing and seeing how people are are finding ways to build um at this time if you guys have any interesting stories or experiences um i'd love for you to share that with us on the two takes on the pod um instagram twitter you know you know text us you can find our numbers please don't text me unless you want to bring me food all right all righty then no actually no text me i I like texting (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure (laughs) i'll respond in plus or minus four hours <laughs> Plus or minus. Uh, oh my god all right guys thank you for tuning in if you like what you heard you know where to find us you can see us at two takes in a pod that's t-w-o-t-a-k i never spell takes t-w-o takes on a pod uh that's instagram twitter and facebook um yeah my name is falaren thank you for tuning in and i'm a peace <laughs>